That's my secret cat. I'm always angry. Alright. I ran out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone, cat, cat, big fan, Spider-Man. Avengers! Assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello and welcome to the Infinity Saga and Beyond, an MCU fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Jack Seepersod. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Had a good morning. Uh, we're recording on free comic book day. So uh had had a good time at at the at my local comic book store, you know? Yeah, Jack's first free comic book day. Um I don't know when they really started doing this either, but for a while I didn't have a comic shop around me and then this, you know, this small shop popped up um probably about six or more years ago now. Um but usually try to get out there every free comic book day. They got some good stuff out there. Uh, by the time you're listening to it, it's probably already all done. But sometimes they have these extra, you know, they have extra of these free comic books like Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Judgment Day. Uh, a little free preview of that. Marvel Voices, DC's Dark Crisis, Donald Duck, Spider-Man and Venom. And uh, then my shop had where you could pick 20 you know, back issues for, for free. Um, so I grabbed a whole bunch of Superman, man of steel. The, the, these are like, they, for some reason had a whole bunch from this run in the nineties to the two thousands. I have anywhere ranging from the first issue all the way up to like 122 or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> kind of all over the place on which ones I have here, but, uh, made sure to grab a few that were in a row. And then I grabbed some uh, Excalibur comics, and then I also bought um, Marvel Contest of Champions, which was a run a while ago. Um, it was like a three-issue series. It's like three issues printed together that they had there. I got that 50% off, and I got uh, Fantastic Four Life Story 3, 4, 5, and 6. They didn't have issue 2 because I just got issue one. You know what pisses me off, though? I, I just saw issue two there Wednesday when I went to get my comics and got uh, Life Story 1. And I said, oh, I'll just get it on Saturday when I go back for free comic book day. And uh, nope. Um, um, and then I asked the guy at the front. He said, I know they don't have them at the Parkville store because he works there, too, and he hasn't seen it there. So I just bit the bullet and bought it on eBay while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> So I can have the whole set. Yeah. Uh, and then I bought this cool Silver Surfer Rebirth, which uh, has the old Marvel Comics logo and like uh, box. They kind of got rid of these yep. recently. And I think this just yeah. looks the best. Like, I think I don't understand why they got ever got rid of these. Yeah, they've had I'm it on there since yeah. the 60s. I don't know why they ever got rid of it probably make it more streamlined but i hate the little box this little box that just says like marvel one that's like yeah 
not as cool for sure. How was your first day for comic book day? Uh, it was good. And I looked it up actually. This is the 20th edition of free comic book day. It started in 2002. So wow. it gets bigger uh, every year. It really does. I feel it, 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 it's, I, I, I think I, I would guess so, especially since I think interest in comic books has risen a lot as well recently, which is very cool. Um, I mean, Hey, I, I literally just got into them this past year. So, uh, there is that. Um, but I went to my store and I got three back issues. I, I only buy back issues. I don't buy new stuff. Usually, uh, I got one and two Dr. Strange ones, which is going to be timely since this is about Dr. Strange for the most part. We're going to talk about Dr. Strange movie eventually. Uh, and so I picked those up, but Unlike, unlike Jordan's store, which had, you know, you could pick out 20 free back issues. Uh, mine had deal with the first 100 customers to come in uh, and make a purchase would get a random grab bag of 30 free comic books. And the first 25 people to come in would get a random variant cover. Uh, and I was I was the second person of the day to check out, actually. Uh, because you know, first is the worst and second is the best. So, you know, you, you've got, you've got it. I had to, uh, I don't know. Ricky Bobby says, if you're not first, you're last. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's both ways, but my variant cover that I got was this venom number two from 2021. So a relatively recent one goes for about $20 right now. And I got it for free, which is super cool. Uh, I also got a few cool things in that random grab bag. There, there were a few that um, I don't know if I'm gonna read them and enjoy them. Maybe I'll try. I'll, I'll try reading. Tell them. us the uh, money one. one. Called... Tell us. Tell us the big one. Yeah. Uh, I the one of the ones is called um, Extra Sisters. Um, it's about two sisters who, uh, because of a domestic dispute. Uh, are connected to the devil somehow. That's what the synopsis says. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm, what to think about it. It's, it's interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> but in terms of things that I'm super excited for, uh, I got this cool Universe X Moon Knight comic from 2001, which has really good cover art on it. I got uh, a recent comic called absolute made which has just a very a very cool cover on it it's issue number four i got a war machine comic from 1994 so that that was a pretty cool one to see in there uh and i got a spider-man miles morales and black cat comic from 2016 and the coolest superhero that you've never heard of the highwayman. Uh, the highwayman is a trucker who, fed up with life, uh, is given alien technology, uh, which supposedly he uses to try and murder his brother. Um, that he was originally that, having responsibilities to raise. Right. So I'm kind of confused yeah, uh, by where that turns, but. Um, well, luckily, this comic is going to answer that because it asks the question on the cover, who is the highwayman? So maybe I'll figure that out by the end of this. Uh, I am I mean, on the cover, 
if that's the highwayman on the cover right here, uh, that that looks like M. Bison from Street Fighter with a mustache drawn on. <laughs> that's what it looks like right there. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. Uh, it's from 1984. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Luckily, I I also have a coupon for um, a free Spider-Man comic book when I mail in three proofs of purchase from Oreo. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see if they still honor that. Ah, oh, darn. It, the order had to be received by, uh, by May 1984. That's unfortunate. <laughs> guess, I, guess I won't get that free Spider-Man comic book. Well, I will say, the reviews for Extra Sisters is looking pretty good. On my comic app here, Comics really? Geek, has an 83% of people liked it that have read it. With a 3.8 How many people star, have read it, though? This is uh, 46 people on this app have marked that they've okay. read it. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe it's worth checking. Maybe it's worth giving a better chance. People to. said the first maybe issue is uh, the, the the review for the first episode uh, for the first issue is um, somebody said this was a fun story with great characters and the sisters and those who encounter who they encounter in their journey. It does not take itself seriously and just goes with the flow. The art was nice. And clean, and both had a t- and had both a touch of humor and heart. Huh, mate. Well, you know, there's ten. Maybe, maybe there's only maybe ten we'll become, so far. There's ten. Hmm. Ten issues. Maybe, maybe uh, so in the future, if you're wondering why this is called uh, uh, the Extra Sisters podcast, uh, you you know that I read <laughs> it and uh, it, was, it was a good one. You know, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. For the Extra Sisters and beyond. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's get talking about the beyond and talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we talked a good 10 minutes without mentioning the movie. So if you have not seen it, this is now your warning to uh, not listen any further because we're going to be talking full spoilers on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, the movie is doing pretty well at the box office right now. It is uh, projected right now to probably hit what well, Disney is saying between 170, 185 million dollar opening weekend, and um, other insiders say it could probably reach 200 to 203 million opening weekend. Its cinema score was a B plus, which is actually low on the mcu things they usually get a grades um eternals got a b thor got a b plus and hulk got a b minus i don't know if they mean incredible hulk or ang lee's um it just says hulk uh but yeah uh so we'll see how it goes there internationally it's doing very well as well it could have like a 400 opening weekend when you add in uh, international so pretty big weekend for dr strange and again this is your last warning for spoilers before we before we go so uh Turn three <laughs> two one jack we have mutants and the fantastic four in the mcu now <laughs> at least in one kind of the of, earth I, in, in one multiverse <laughs> yeah 
Um, uh, but what was your yeah. what was your uh, initial thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? As a big Doctor Strange fan that you are, he's your favorite comic book yep. hero, right? Yes, he is. I'm wearing vintage comic Doctor Strange shirt right now uh, with with him on there. You know, uh, got to represent him. Had to represent him at Free Comic Book Day. Uh, but first thoughts, it was amazing. Uh, I I originally said it's a top three MC movie. I might pull that back a little bit and say more top five. Uh, maybe just outside of it, but it's definitely in the top ten. It, it's in the top ten for sure. Uh, it felt like a comic book as a movie. It It felt more like a comic book as a movie than any other past MCU project has. It's a brand new formula. It's it's something that we haven't seen before. And, uh, you know, it, it just shows what happens when you give a director mostly free reign to do what they want in terms of style. You know, we saw it with James Gunn in the Guardians movies. We saw it with Taika Waititi and, and uh, Thor Ragnarok and from what it looks like what we'll see in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, this is just what happens when you let directors with unique styles go go all out. And I like it. Uh, it explored some of the weirder elements of Doctor Strange's comics. Uh, it had a lot of cool universe building details in there that you that, you know, some of them are like can you miss it type stuff, but others are still are a lot bigger. Uh and uh it wasted no time defining the heroes and villains of this story, which, you know, honestly, if there's one complaint I have about a lot of Marvel movies is that sometimes they, they like uh, mess around like, Ooh, who's the villain? Are you going to be able to guess it? Who's the villain? And then you don't find out until like halfway through. And then you're like, well, I, I'm not sure how, how to develop like care, like any care for their like story or anything like that. And finally, in a final, my final first thought, is that the cameos were used perfectly. Uh, absolutely perfectly. I would not change a single thing about how they were used. So I would disagree on a couple of those points. The main point I would disagree <laughs> on is that this is the most comic booky of the movies. Um, I think it is the most Doctor Strange comics of movies, right? Yeah. But... Um, I don't know. I think probably like Infinity War and Endgame are really the most comic booky for me. Like Infinity War feels like what like if you open up a team up comic, uh, that's what it feels like. Where you're like, oh, you know, like especially when they're collecting everybody, you know, like uh, Strange and um, was it Strange and uh, Bruce Banner going to get Tony? Like that is very like I feel like I've read that in a comic book before, um, but. I would say uh, the the only thing I'd say about the cameos until we get there is that I really want it a little bit more stretching from Mr. Fantastic. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of his powers at all. Like you see him stretch in to the scene and that was it. Yep. And it's very brief. Um, well, we see him stretch in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, <laughs> turns him into a little, pasta. A, a much different way. <laughs> um. <laughs> We'll uh we'll talk about the cameos when we get there. But overall for me, I really enjoyed it. I uh I've seen it twice. I went Thursday night by myself 
and uh, on a whim. Um, and then Friday, I'd already had my tickets, and I went with like my parents and my spouse, and they did not enjoy it as much as I did. Um, so I can kind of see where people have some problems with it. I do want to say for all the people saying this should have been rated R or it's too scary. I, I don't think so. Um, I almost say this is like stranger things level of, of horror. Like it's not, it's not really gory. It's not really like the, the horror of it really comes from when like Wanda's chasing them. It's almost very slasher horror in, in that yeah. sense. I will say with some of the gore, it, it pretty it walks kind of a tightrope between uh between it you know like if you lean a little bit too far into into it you're you're falling into the r rating category you know like it's i'm just saying there, like compare one... this to james gunn suicide squad and you night and day okay yeah no <laughs> it's you, night and day yeah no if you, <laughs> if you compare it to that no it's it's definitely not r rated but it in comparison like it, it feels there's some scenes that feel like if that was like the whole movie and a little like you turned it up from like a nine to a 9.1 you feel like that that are uh, and there's one scene in particular that i'm thinking about uh that we'll talk about when we get to cameos uh you can probably guess what i'm talking about Jordan. yeah yeah probably <laughs> uh so uh Best part of the movie for me is uh, seeing the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit short on the kids' TV. I, I, I was, saw I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Oswald!" I was so amazed. I was so amazed. Um, the first appearance of him from in a Disney property since uh, 2013. Yeah, get a horse. Well, actually, no, he actually appeared yeah. in one of the Mickey Mouse uh, shorts. Um, That's right. First big screen appearance. There you go. Yeah, first big screen since 2013. <laughs> um, he uh, he's my favorite. I love Oswald. I love that whole story between, you know, Walt losing the rights to him, getting the rights back, all that kind of stuff. Um, so seeing him like in the uh, in the movie was fun, and uh, you know, they also watched Snow White at one point too, which I thought was an interesting choice. I'm not really sure why they maybe because of the wicked witch like the evil queen uh using witch powers i don't know uh <laughs> i don't know why they chose it was literally like the first short for oswald is that um is the one that they were playing yeah. i don't know why they chose that but i enjoy it that maybe to hey, show wait. like it's in the multiverse maybe maybe this is maybe the world he's the where mickey, mickey mouse, mouse was so, created first yeah, <laughs> yeah. mickey <laughs> mouse was created first and got stolen away and so that now oswald be. is the main character that that's what it is. That that maybe maybe that's my head cannon. Head cannon. Yeah, that, that's head what cannon. it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get to the the plot. But uh, first, <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron, produced by Kevin Feige, stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, Sochi Gomez, Michael Stuhlbarg, uh, and Rachel McAdams. The music by Danny Elfman. It released May 6th in the United States. And uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, so we start off with the uh, America Chavez and the alternate universe. Doctor Strange are chased by Defender a Strange, demon. Yep. 
Yep, uh, it's chased by a demon in space between uh, universes while they're looking for the Book of Ashanti. This strange is going to end up getting killed while he's trying to kill America. Uh, not the country, the person. And uh, we have, you know, him starting to say the same line that he says to uh, Peter in um, No Way Home, right? About in the infinite of the multiverse, you know, you're, you, you know, pretty much that you're insignificant, right? Uh, and that's what he's saying to America that, like, to save everything else, I have to take your power, which means for the greater good is pretty much what he's trying to get at but um he's gonna get killed while he's giving this speech and uh he actually stays alive enough to save america chavez one last time um cutting her free of the monster and sending her into um the 616 and he ends up in the 616 as well and uh what do you think of opening right away into this? This is not how I thought this movie would open. Thought that was very interesting. Uh, kind of just like start right away in the multiverse. I liked it. Uh, I I liked it because for a few things. One, it starts off with action right away. I liked it uh, for that. And you know, it's the the title implies madness, right? So it it subverts expectations a little bit, you know. You're you're starting off right away with with inside of the multiverse, and that's pretty good. I I I, I like that. I, I think you know it kind of it it works with how this movie ends up being paced and all of that. Yeah, and then um, we then join strange waking up from this right he thinks it's a dream but we'll actually learn that dreams are views into the multiverses and i like the establishing it now because you're going to get the dream walking later so that links all of this stuff together you know setting it up early not just later on being like oh yeah this is how this that works he's on his way to christine's wedding and we get Dr. West, who sits next to him from the original Dr. Strange film. Uh, he asks Strange if uh, for sure that the way that they had defeated Thanos was the only way. And this makes me wonder how much the general public is aware of this stuff. You know, I assume there's press releases or maybe interviews, sit down interviews with journalists or whatever about what they did and everything. But it sounds like maybe they know that he did it the one way or, you know, like they mention specifically that you gave the stone to Thanos. It's like, they know that happened, even though they weren't there to see it, that happened on Titan. So it does make me curious on what exactly they know, how they let this information out. And why none of it is, you know, ultimately classified information, um, I guess, because it's not government related. I don't know. It's kind of strange that my, they can just know all this stuff. My 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 thinking is uh, it Tony Stark. Uh, it's Tony Stark, probably. Uh, at, you know, 
he seems like the kind of person who would just say all of this or he wrote an autobiography uh thinking he was like like at the after infinity war thinking he was done with all of this kind of stuff he writes an autobiography and uh that that's in it like saying yeah there was this one way and uh now i'm depressed because i asked my kind of son <laughs> in spider-man you know like like that that's mm-hmm. I, I i feel like i feel like it's got to be tony stark that that feels like it otherwise it's just a press release and saying like yeah the wizard told us there was one way i don't know just picture them uh, sitting down with like anderson cooper like this is what happened man like this or like a you know uh, dateline or 2020 special uh that they that they do or something or jimmy fallon and then he just cracks up in the middle of it <laughs> i can see it gordon starts doing car carpool oh. karaoke carpool karaoke <laughs> like they 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 uh they just finished they they just finished singing like uh uh back in black or something like that and he's like so yeah how 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 did thanos get the time stone and they're like well dr strange uh, gave it to him he's like ha, 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 ha. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're just creating that a wasn't a, for the universe that wasn't right a now. joke that's, it was uh that's yeah, what he actually did that, that was not a um, joke james uh <laughs> good try <laughs> But it is something to think about, right? Like uh, how they get this information. Um, if I'm strange, I, I'm I'm certainly not telling people it was the only way, right? Like you would just say Thanos snapped them and the other Avengers came back and fixed it. Like why would they need to know every single detail about this? Um, but it sets up for a nice moment later because uh, later on there will be another instance of it's the only way where it wasn't the only way and um, makes you think, was there actual any other way for them to defeat Thanos then? Uh, Because if he's wrong about, you know, Wong is even the one advocating for him to kill America Chavez. Right. And Wong doesn't usually play that game. So it does make you wonder, could there have been another way? Because if, uh, you know, or whether he's, you know, obviously Strange is looking at it a little differently. This situation is different than Thanos because Strange is actually looking in multiverses of every single combination of events. While this was more of a on a whim decision. But um, character growth for Strange. Um, As he's talking to Christine, he hears a commotion outside and goes to look. And what I said here is I just love the vibe of this. I love him jumping, like putting the glass down, whipping off his cloak, you know, jumping off the side of the building and saving civilians. This is something we don't see a lot lately. And I said, it's very Sam Raimi from like Spider-Man one or two to see New York lady pushing a baby and boom, he saves, he saves her creatively too, with some sort of like, was it a goblin head or something? It looked it looked crazy like yeah I, I have no idea what it was whatever but that it, was. It, it was something <laughs> uh i i really liked it because that felt that felt like straight out of a comic book like you could see that kind of thing like uh because dr strange does do that in comic books like he'll he'll be at like an event or something and he'll be like and he'll he'll notice something whip out a cloak put it on and and go out and go out to save the day it it, it felt 
that 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 there's moments like that throughout this that make that make you feel like you know there there's there's com there's comic book movies and there's movie comic books i feel yeah. like this feel like it, it it goes more towards the movie comic book type well type thing i think why it helps too is because we've never seen strange this way like we've seen strange in his origin film where he never had to do this he was never at like a press event or a wedding or anything where he just able to oh people need me and then we see him when people seek him out at the sanctum. We see Bruce land in his sanctum. We see Peter go mm -hmm. to his sanctum. We never, ever have seen and been able to follow Strange into something that he's doing. Having him as the focus where that's what it felt like. You know, It felt really good to just be able to say, we're so used to seeing this guy, Thor, right, in the sanctum. Uh, we're so used to seeing this guy just in his sanctum all the time. It was nice to see him get out of there and just go to like a wedding and then yeah. ha having that character moments and then being like, Oh, how do you, how do you go help right now? You don't have your suit. Well, I always have it, you know, just bam magic. Yeah. And you know, flying down and helping civilians and then, you know, uh, ending up helping uh, a little girl, you know, who's uh, on the run. I, I actually I, I also I also just thought of something. Uh, the wedding introduces a prominent theme throughout this movie as well, which I thought was really good because they made a movie about the multiverse less complex by introducing the same question throughout it. Are the you question? Happy? Yeah, exactly. Are you happy? And seems like a simple question, but throughout every universe, we see that question get answered in different ways. And I really liked that. I, I thought like some, some people have complained about this movie, like being called multiverse of madness. And they're like, Oh, there's not enough universes that we saw. And I was like, that's, that's fine though. Like, this is still like early in the multiverse kind of, I, I like the multiverse idea in the MCU, right? Like we, we've gotten madness... a little bit more of it each time. Isn't the madness Wanda? Yeah. I mean, I, I, that, yeah, that's, that's what I, that's, that's what that's I, that's what it is. It doesn't mean we go to a hunt. It means that she's seeking them across, you know, it's Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And the madness is Wanda's multiverse where she's trying to get mm -hmm. to her kids. Like that's how I read it. And I think, yeah, part of the problem, why, why this, Part of the problem is, is that this name is handed to them by Marvel, right? This was the name even before um, Scott Derrickson steps down. So this, I think if Raimi or Waldron had control, it's probably called something different, right? Because they would probably retrofit it a little bit more to what they want to explore, you know, like Dr. Strange, are you happy? No. Uh, but you know, something like, uh, something different, maybe, I don't know, but I, you know, that's kind of like the downside with this is where when they announce these things so far in advance, they get the title ready first, right? They already know what plot they want to hit, but usually the script's not written at that point. And, then when you even have like a change in leadership, 
I doubt Marvel wants to change the name after they already announced it. So that's where they can kind of run into problems. But I think his title, the madness is Wanda, right? She goes mad, not madness of like, this is crazy multiverse, but the man going mad and losing herself in the dark hold and trying to find her family. Yeah, I, I, I think like it's especially, and given that it's so early for multiverse stuff, I think it's fine that they only explore, let's see, like in-depth explore three and a half universes. Because if you consider the, the place between universes its own place, then I guess four, uh, but otherwise three and a half, I guess. Uh, and, and then all of the universes they crash through as well. So, you know, I, I think I think it's I, I think it's a it's a good amount for an early movie like this, because, you know, like if, if you explore so many universes so early on, then there's no plot to follow. You just end up with a mash of of cameos in different universes with different uh, Easter eggs. And then you have no plot for the actual movie. Like I, I thought they they did well in making a movie about the multiverse simplified while also complex. If, if that makes sense, it's simple yet complex. Yeah. Where this is again, where Marvel gets himself in trouble. And what I mean by that is announcing everything ahead of time. It can be a detriment. And this is where I, this is where it can be a detriment is they announce WandaVision, Right. They then announced that Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. They announce No Way Home and people, you know, Jamie Foxx, they start announcing Jamie Foxx. They start announcing Alfred Molina, right? And then <laughs> they start, um, people start putting these pieces together. They, they feel like they have the puzzle pieces. But what they're doing is they're putting them together incorrectly. And then when stuff like um, Ralph Boner comes up, right? Mm -hmm. When we're getting Quicksilver from the X-Men films, people think that they have a puzzle piece and they're putting it a certain way, but they're putting it in wrong. What I mean by that is people are like, Wanda's going to mess up the multiverse and it's going to bring in Quicksilver and then it's going to bring in the X-Men and then Doctor Strange is going to have to fix it, right? Uh, because, oh, and then they announced Loki too, right? And then Loki is all about how he is in the multiverse, right? So people are like, well, then after WandaVision, Loki is going to be mixed up with this stuff, and then Doctor Strange is going to have to fix it. And you get all those memes where they show like Spider-Man, Loki and Wanda. And then you have like Dr. Strange, like visibly frustrated. And it's like, I got to clean <laughs> this up, but that's not even what the plot is. That's not even what they're going for. You know, like everybody looks at the Spider-Man villains then and start saying, Oh, Spider-Man's going to F up the multiverse somehow, or Wanda messes. And then when Wanda doesn't mess it up, they're like, Loki's going to mess up this multiverse. And then Loki doesn't mess it up. And then they're like, this Spider-Man spell is going to mess it up. And then it didn't mess it up. And then you get to this movie. And what I'm getting at is, yes, the MCU is connected. 
but it doesn't mean that it's this domino effect for every single project. Wanda had very little to do with the multiverse in WandaVision, right? We get Ralph Boner. That's it, and he's not even multiverse. That upset some people because they felt misled, right? Then you get Loki, which starts the multiverse by killing He Who Remains. And that's actually a Sylvie thing. It's not even Loki, right? But, you know, then you get (laughs) He Who Remains dying, and it unleashes the multiverse. And then you have Spider-Man, which now that the multiverse is able to exist and the TVA doesn't exist, right? You can have the variants. And they come in because they're messing with the spell while Doctor Strange is talking. Then that gets resolved. This is not residual to this. Like everybody kept thinking this was going to be some sort of like residual effect of messing with the multiverse. This isn't the case. The case here is that America Chavez, who can leap through multiverses, is being hunted by Wanda because at the end of WandaVision, she found out her kids are existing in other multiverses. Boom. Like this stuff still makes sense. But people really like, I don't know how for how long these two years or the year that WandaVision has been out, or before WandaVision had come out, people said, this is going to be the start of the multiverse, and Wanda's going to F it up. And then that didn't happen. And then they move it to the next person. Then they move it to the next person. And guess what? This is resolved here. There's no more multiverse to mess up right now. The door is closed right now, unless America Chavez decides to punch it open. So again, there isn't like a... This multiversal saga is going to be very different than what to from in the Infinity Saga. So a long roundabout way of saying is stop over theorizing. (laughs) That's pretty much what I'm getting at. Because we know Marvel likes to resolve their stories in each story that they tell. Meaning that there's going to be little nuggets that are going to carry over to each thing. But it's not like WandaVision is going to blow open the multiverse in WandaVision and then everybody's dealing with Fallout from that. It's going to resolve her character there. It's going to resolve Loki's and his, you know, blah, 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 onward and onward. But just frustrated. All those memes really pissed me off because I'm like, you guys don't even know what this story is yet. Stop acting like you're, this is, of course, Doc, you know, like, especially when we started knowing America Chavez was going to be at it. I'm like, she can literally just punch through the walls. It has nothing to do with Spider-Man or Wanda messing <laughs> with anything. Rant over. <laughs> yeah, I, there, there's, there's a lot of directions that this movie could have gone. And the sad thing with over theorizing is that when it didn't go the direction that people thought it was going to go, or they made it, they, they, they had convinced themselves it would go based on their theories. They got upset, which is dumb. Yes. This was, uh, I actually forgot my whole point. This was part of the, my point <laughs> is that the cameos, right? Like when we get to them, people ultimately were upset because we didn't get Tom Cruise Iron Man. He was never confirmed. We let leakers it, just spread all this BS. And then when it doesn't turn out, we're like, oh, well, it didn't have all those cameos, they said. Yeah, I'd rather Doctor Strange have an actual arc in his movie than just going through each multiverse seeing, oh, look, here's a different Iron Man. Oh, 
here's a different Black Panther. Like, yes, that's what's what if is for. That is what, you know, we got to see 838 in this universe, and that's all we really needed to see. Well, and, and also that end universe that was destroyed pretty much. But, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was that. But um, I, I I was going to say this until we got to the camp, but I, 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 I'm, I'll, I'll bring it up here. Um, pe- people have also been complaining about like either we didn't get enough cameo or the cameo characters did nothing. And good, <laughs> good. They weren't supposed to do anything. They were literally the, the whole point of the cameos in this, the Illuminati that if you, you already know this is a spoiler. So I'm, I'm, it, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna to beat around the bush with it. No, the Illuminati in this. The, they were never going to live through this. That's not the point. That wasn't the point of them. They were they they were plot points to show Wanda's power and to make her into a real threat and a real villain. They gathered Strawn and some of the smartest people, and she just got to pulverize them to add to the stakes and to make her well, feel like a real villain. That's that that was good. It also further Strange's um, growth. Right. Yeah. We keep getting told moment by moment that every strange is the same. They're always going after power, power. They always get corrupted by the dark old. Ours does not. He, I mean, debatable on the corruption, right? But he, (laughs) he is not one that decides to kill America Chavez. He says there's another way. Mm -hmm. This, growth before he was so rigid in infinity war this is the only way this is the only way we can do this and this you know we see his other doctor strange try to kill um america chavez we see them talk about how their doctor strange got corrupted by the dark hold and caused an incursion we then get to the other Doctor Strange in the in the in the Sanctum, right, who is corrupted as well, and you're constantly being told, and by even by uh, you know Rachel McAdams' character Christine, you guys are all the same, and he kind of brushes that aside at that point. He's like, yeah, whatever, I am, but I need to go help this kid, and really that shows to me he's not the same, right? The fact that he's able to put it aside right there, and say. Yes, I am the same, whatever, but I need to get back and help this kid proves to me that he's not the same. Um, He's not saying I have to help this kid to save the multiverse. He says I have to stop her from killing America Chavez, right? His goal is to save a life. It is not just about preventing the multiverse from being controlled by Wanda. It is about saving a girl that he has come to groan, you know, come to grow to like. To, to ha- like hanging around her. She's charismatic mm-hmm. as hell. I really liked Sochi Gomez yeah. America Chavez, by the way. She, I've she seen was some great people, I heard I saw some people giving her some crap and you know it it whatever. But my my point being is that the Illuminati is part of that strange growth as well. They they say, mm-hmm. you know what? You're telling us this Wanda thing. We can handle her. We defeated Thanos, right? But we don't trust mm-hmm. you, man, because you were our founder and you betrayed us and you tried to tap into the Darkhold and you did all this stuff because you thought it was the only way. Again, it's leaning back to 
a strange being set in his ways, as Christine says, needing to be the one to hold the knife. He gives that up when he has America defeat Wanda. He gives up holding yeah. the knife. And all of this is built up from that. So to say they did nothing is, I think, a little harsh. What people are upset about is that Reed Richards didn't outsmart Wanda and wrap around her and Black Bolt didn't kill her and Charles Xavier dies like a chump. That's what people are upset about, but that doesn't matter. That's not like these cameos were to further strange and Wanda. And it's mm-hmm. to show you what strange is capable of. Right. And also to show you what Wanda is capable of in a whole different way, but they're there, not just as plot points. They, they do have good conversations that help further the growth of the characters. And I just get upset when people yeah. keep saying that they're just, uh, you know, wasted cameos. No, uh, they're, they're not. And, uh, also, uh, continue on my rant about cameos. Uh, the people who were saying, you know, Strange has absolutely no growth because he used the Darkhold anyway. Did you stop watching the movie for the last 20 minutes? I <laughs> I, I don't mean to sound weird, but I also kind of do uh, because he does grow. The reason for him using it is because quite literally there is no other way for him to get back to that universe. He does it, but then once he gets there, he changed he he's like he he steps back and he's like i don't need to do i don't need to do this myself other people are capable and that's growth but on the cameos i i had a feeling that when they announced the illuminati they were all going to get folded by the end of this they 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 didn't stand a chance uh because i i just felt i just felt like it was coming because they they built them up as like you know, the most powerful or greatest minds in the, in this universe. Right. And it felt like that is the perfect way to showcase the power of whoever the villain was. Like, even if it wasn't Wanda, it like in the trailers, there was no indication that she was the villain, but if like whoever the villain was, it, it, it they were going to serve as a foil for it, right? Like to, to showcase the power of that villain and to, and to do this. And they did that well. And also, so many people seem to miss that these are not the same characters as the ones in 616. The amount of people I have seen saying, oh, they just killed off these characters and now they're gone. No, they didn't. Please stop. <laughs> Please. They're variants. They are variants. You missed the entire point of the multiverse. It, they're, they're in their own universe. And also... For Christine saying, spells it out. Reed she Richards. says, this is 838. Yeah. You're from 616. Yeah. <laughs> and and for people who are like, but Reed Richards is the smartest person in our universe. He is one of the smartest people in the universe. In our universe. Well, they mentioned that sure. in this one too. They, you know, he, what, yeah, uh, he... Mordo, right? When he introduces him, says the right. smartest man sure. alive. But, but the, he, the, the issue still, is, he... Wanda is not as strong as our Wanda. Right, so they're not concerned. Yeah, and, and also they—they <laughs> they probably know her. They're—they're they're high on themselves. They're—they're—they're they're, they're co- they're a little cocky. They're—they're they're a little high on themselves. They're like, yeah, we're—we're we're the Illuminati. We killed Thanos. We defeated Doctor Strange after he got corrupted by the Darkhold. We're righteous. We're good. Uh, and that sort of complex gets to them, and that's—and that's why you know people were uh, people were like, 
why why does reed richard say say uh you know black bolt could kill you with one whisper from his mouth that no that's a valid complaint right there that piece of dialogue could kill you with one whisper from his mouth that that's that 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 dialogue was a little rocky uh, you just said one whisper and it would have been fine <laughs> but uh that, yeah, that's, that's a valid complaint yeah but, but um, then you wouldn't be able to say what whisper right you have to be able to give her the t or with of what, what mouth. mouth right yeah <laughs> that that's true um, but uh and, so it's but the only way like the re the reason they say that is is isn't because like reed richards is dumb it's because he underestimates wanda like he they don't they don't believe that strange when he said that wanda is the scarlet witch that she is the dark hold and all those powers right they don't it's believe not just, they don't believe him they're it's like it's not just underestimating it's trying to reason right yeah like, don't try us wanda this guy can kill you with a whisper like you're done they don't know she can bend reality at this point right and but he's so. yeah 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 he's told her they're the scarlet yeah. witch and you know um they they don't trust him though, right? Like they don't like, trust him. I, yeah. So they 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 have they have no reason to to actually believe like this is a real threat, and um, so yeah, uh, Reed Richards gets turned to Strangey's, uh, Black Bolt becomes a uh, Dale Jack Lantern, uh, <laughs> you know uh, that that's the that's the scene by the way that I'm like this is very close. If they if yeah, they turn this up a little bit was the most rough for her was, there's like a little bit of brain leaking out of his ear and on that and uh, his entire skull like deflates and it's like it, it's a little gruesome it's a little gruesome uh i also also people i uh, people hate captain carter people hate Haley atwell for some reason i've noticed uh in well okay Marvel fan here's TikTok. the thing that i see with that right i see it on twitter all the time People complaining that she's taking spotlight off of Captain America, uh, Sam, and that uh, Marvel is racist because they're having this white lady uh, be Captain Carter instead of showing. This is totally different universe. This is totally yeah. different. Why can't we just why? It's annoying. It's annoying because they've already committed to Sam as Cap. So you can't give them any crap about that. They're committed to it. Falcon the Winter Soldier was just last year. They're starting to work on Captain America 4 with him as the star. Peggy doesn't have a show. She shows up in this five-minute cameo, and she was in What If for a couple episodes. Like It's not even comparable on which one is more popular. It's Sam. This is just a fun little thing. People can't have fun anymore without thinking that every single... We talked about this before, Jack, but uh, people are so upset about the end credit scene, right? We don't need a setup for every project anymore. It made more <laughs> sense in phase one because we went a year or so between, between projects. We have two months before Thor: Love and Thunder. There's no reason and to tease one month that. until uh, Miss Marvel. One month until Miss Marvel. There's no reason to tease any of that stuff. We already have trailers. What else are we going to tease? You know, the a lot of these projects are so separate now. Miss Marvel is not anywhere. I mean, not Miss Marvel. The Marvels is not anywhere in the same realm as Doctor Strange. Quantum Mania is in a whole different area of what they're doing. There's, there's no reason 
to have a tease for something if there's no tease. The tease is the mid-credit scene most of the time now, and the end credit scene is usually the funny thing now. Just get used to it. That's what it is now. I mean, we have to I, adjust I, I, our I like, expectations. I, I like the end credit scenes being a little funny. I, at first, I was a little disappointed, but I was like, I, I read up on it. Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. It's it's an iconic combo. You can't you can't he's have one every, without the almost other. every movie of his. I mean, he's in the Spider Man yeah, so films it, with him, Army of the you know like what and all of them. Right. It had it had to be, and uh, also like you know the the Hawkeye end credit scene. Every time I watch it again, it's funny. It's great uh, because people you got to re- remember because th- this goes with the over theorizing anyway. Because people were over theorizing about the end credit scenes as well, and like being like, "Oh, uh, it's going to be Kingpin showing up, and he's gonna and he's gonna be fine, and like he's gonna be running a crime syndicate, and it's going to introduce Daredevil officially to the MCU." And I was like, "Ha! Huh. Actually, remember, remember, like in week one, where you're like, I would love a full version of this song from Rogers the Musical.' <laughs> yes, well, they gave it to you, uh, but over theorizing. And guess is what? It's either reason- that." Or you don't get a scene. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Pick one. <laughs> uh, but over theorizing uh, has people have uh, over theorized projects into oblivion. WandaVision was one of those. It was the first MCU show. So kind of understandable. Every single week, people were convinced that, you know, oh, I saw a fly for one second. That means Mephisto. And everyone just kind of went along with it. <laughs> and then. Uh, all of a sudden, everyone became an expert in the comics uh, overnight. <laughs> Most of those people uh, but, still haven't read any, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just look at Wikipedia. I, I, I started. I, I started to. I started to read them to to get into that a little bit, you know. Uh, but it, it's it, like and Hawkeye's finale too. People being like, "Oh, we saw we saw this scene in uh, Spider Man, like this area." So he's going to be in Spider-Man shows up, even though he has no reason to. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. He's going to show up to the street level villain fight that like has no stakes whatsoever. And I mean, he is a street level guy, but yeah, the issue is that he's studying studying to get his GED. He's studying to get his GED. It takes away from Clint's growth. If Spider-Man swoops in and defeats him for him. Not every scene needs a cameo. It, it 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 doesn't need to happen. If you have, if you if the thing. So I'm I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan, and I was super worried when people when people were like, oh, Wolverine's going to be in it, Deadpool's going to be in it, uh, Superior uh, Superior Iron Man's going to be in it. All of these people be in there's it. There's rumors going Toby to have big parts in the movie because yeah. of Raimi was going to be in it, and I'm like, there's no way he fits in here. What do you do with him? <laughs> and and I was like this could make this movie terrible. Like if all of these cameos are in there, and even when they're like, Oh, we're doing, we're doing reshoots to have cameos. I was like, mm. it, it turned out to be fine. Luckily. Yeah. Uh, but if, if it, if it was all those cameos, you don't have a doctor strange movie. You don't have, you don't have a movie about him anymore. And you don't people have a movie are already complaining that yeah, yeah, you, people are already complaining. That you, you have a clip show. You have a clip show. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But people people are already complaining that this isn't enough of a Doctor Strange movie. Can you imagine if they had like even double the amount of cameos? It 
it would have been awful. It, it would have been bad. It would have been it would have been a monstrosity. It, it wouldn't have worked. So I I'm glad that the cameos were used the way they they were. And although I'm going to say this because it's true, the only cameo that matters anyway is Clea. That's it. That's the only cameo that matters. Yeah, that was um. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, we're, sorry, we're jumping all over the place here. Um, <laughs> I, I I feel like at this point we just we ditch talking about the plot and depth and just yeah go through, yeah I, I think so. So let, let's go to yeah they make Wanda the villain blah blah blah. Okay, cameos right? <laughs> I want to stick on this since we're on it. Uh, Krasinski as Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. This is this was great because the Fantastic Four are really the ones that started the 616 in the comics, right? They kicked off the Marvel 616. Um, they're the first family of Marvel. Uh, they kind of start off. I mean, like when Spider-Man gets created, he goes and tries to join the Fantastic Four. We had two previous versions that were not up to big quality, right? A lot of people don't like either you just talked last week i think about fantastic four miles teller version right um yeah i when i got home last night started watching the 2005 one for a bit because <laughs> i needed my fix oh thank you i thought you were gonna say the 2015 one no and no, I, no, and no i was worried i don't know if i'll ever watch it but <laughs> don't <laughs> what i liked about having just a member of fantastic four I had to explain this to my wife because she hasn't seen any of these movies for Fantastic Four. And she says, you know, I was explaining to her about Krasinski and, and stuff like that. And she said, oh, so he wasn't uh, in any of the movies before for like a, a different iteration. And I said, no, this was like entirely just because of the popularity of people fan casting him as a Reed Richards that they got him in here to do it. And while my, some people might not be able to connect to him then since they'd never seen him before, people may not care that he gets killed. I get that. But as a Fantastic Four fan, I'm just excited to see that. When, when they announced that they were buying Fox, my first thoughts were, all right, let's get Fantastic Four and X-Men in the in the MCU like as soon as possible. And we've really been dragging our feet on it because they already had so many projects planned before that. There was, you know, they didn't want to rush it. And we just got, you know, the news of John Watts stepping down from Fantastic Four. I love the suit he wears. It's very classic Fantastic Four. It's got the great logo, you know, really great Fantastic Four logo. Uh, Do you think he comes back as Reed in Fantastic Four? Because I have it going both ways here. And I'll explain, right? they could be setting this up because all right, black bolt was played by Anson Mount who was in inhumans, right? Maria Rambo was played by Lashana Lynch, who is Maria Rambo in captain Marvel. Peggy Carter was played by Haley Atwell, just like she was in the captain America movies. Uh, so Mordo was played by, you know, edge of four, who was also in the doctor strange movies. So, you would see that most likely this is supposed to be close to our universe. So that means that Krasinski should be Reed Richards. But I think 
since this was a popular fan cast, I almost think Marvel could say, you guys got what you wanted. He was Reed Richards. And we're going to, this allows us to go our own way now. We hired him. You got to see him. He got to do it. Great. But we want to go younger or we want to do different. You still got what you wanted. You know, like a fun little just f- fan thing. You guys made this happen. Here he is. He's great. But we really want to go with somebody else. So we're going to hire somebody else. I could see it going both ways. And I would almost think I'm leaning more towards he will not appear as Reed again. Because a lot of the appeal people wanted for Reed was him as Reed and his wife, Emily Blunt, as Invisible Woman. She says she's not as interested in doing Marvel films, though she originally was trying to get the Black Widow job. So who knows, right? Um, Because they're married in real life, people really started putting them as Sue Storm and Reed Richards. So I I, want to get your thoughts here on if you think he's coming back as him, and I guess just overall what you thought of his performance. I hope he comes back because I I liked his performance. I thought it was good for what it was. Uh, it It's a different type of Reed Richards than what we've gotten before, and I like that. I know of another popular fan theory is that Glenn Howerton uh, as, as Reed Richards. is That's what it's going to be. I almost think he would make a decent Johnny Storm. <laughs> Uh, I, I could see that, but I, I, I think I, I like Krasinski as Reed Richards. I'd like to see what he can do in like actually given a, a more than five minutes and being turned to string cheese, uh, to see what he could, to see what he can do in that role. Because I thought, I thought he, he fits the character. Well, he looked, he, he looks like Mr. Fantastic. So that's good. Uh, and I, I think he has like the, the right sort of, the right sort of vibe to him to be, you know, like that. I, I feel like, I feel like it fits. I think it fits well. And it also seems weird. Marvel to put this there and, and then be like, ah, gotcha. Psych, you know, like, uh, uh, all of a sudden, but you know, given, given Loki, we've seen that variants can look different. So could happen. Uh, but I, I hope it's, I hope it is. I, I want to see him in the role. Because my thoughts is they might want to go younger, right? I mean, he, he mentions how he's already got a kid that's a kid's so that's references to Franklin and um, his daughter with Sue. Um, it depends on what they want to do with it. Do they want to have them be young? So that way they can, because like, here's the thing I worry about with Krasinski. Is he going to want to do this for, He's talked about being okay and wanting to do this, but he's also got an Amazon show, right? He's got um, directing for Quiet Place 3, I guess. Like, he, he's got stuff he's doing that I don't know if he's going to be able to be locked down for, like, 10 years, right? Which, I ideally, you would want Mr. Fantastic locked down for even more than 10 years, you know? You would want him uh as one of your cornerstones you know going forward because not only are they marvel's first family but most of the big cosmic villains that we have left uh come from their come from their line of characters kang uh 
you know, so maybe they'll show up in Ant-Man. Um, we have uh, Kang, Galactus, uh, you know, Silver Surfer can appear at some point. Um, uh, some some of the Kree and Skrulls uh, that they faced, uh, like Super Skrull, I think. There's a whole bunch of characters coming. Doctor Doom, of course. Uh, there are so many characters coming from that line of them that I feel like, you know, Krasinski's how old? Forties. I think. I think so. I... He's forty-two. So I mean, of course, you know That's... what? Robert Downey started at forty-two, but ideally, you want him longer than you had Downey. So what I would look at. Um, I, I I think I think it can work well enough. I I want I, I mean, want I like to see him in it. You know, yeah. I I want to see him in it. I think he fits incredibly well with it. And because what you were saying about how the other ones were um, characters that we've actors we've had. Um, there's no way Patrick Stewart is playing Charles Xavier again no. in the MCU. No. Uh, he, he wanted Logan to be the last one. He thankfully came back for this, but, but I guess you could say, well, whoever they cast turns in to Patrick Stewart, right? Like you could do something like that. That was another rumor too, yeah. is that they were going to have Michael Fassbender for um, Magneto in this as part of the Illuminati. That was wrong. Um, But yeah, so uh, moving on from Reed though, but I, I just, We'll see what they do. I'm assuming we'll get news on this kind of stuff within the year or so because they're coming for a 2024 release. Um, so I mean, hopefully, we we start learning on that. Yeah, um, we got. I I want it, to know who is playing the rest of the Fantastic Four members as well. Yes, Chris Evans is Johnny Storm. Um, <laughs> make his uh, appearance again. Um, whoever whoever it is will be the third Johnny Storm in the MCU, though. So that's that's interesting because we had Chris Evans <laughs> as Cap, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. So it'll be funny. Uh, Anson Mount is Black Bolt, so he comes from the human Inhuman show. Much better, much more accurate comic look, uh, you know, comic book look. With the uh, you know fork on his head, as Strange says, we just mentioned him. We got Charles Xavier. Um, does that mean all the X Men exist in this universe? I no. assume so, right? I don't know. Does not necessarily. Not? I mean, they may have existed, but they might not all be alive, you know. But yeah, they they. I mean, they they probably do, but who until 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 we know which x-men are in the mcu (laughs) there's not really a foundation to say it but what we can say is that charles xavier either exists or has existed in earth 616 for the mcu because for there to be a variant of him he had to have existed (laughs) Yeah, maybe, right? Because, I mean, 616 is not like the main... It's our main universe, but it is not like... Like, he could exist in one and not exist in the other. 
wouldn't you think? Maybe, although I, I guess so, especially given Wanda's kids, which brief, brief side side note, I just think it's funny that after Wanda says all of this, Doctor Strange's response to to her talking about her kids is basically a Twitter comment that says L plus ratio plus your kids aren't real. Uh, that's <laughs> That that's that that's that that's that's what that's the equivalent of what he of what he said to her, uh, but they they don't we we know that they exist in almost ev like literally every universe except for six one six, so or may, maybe maybe they will exist at one point or another, uh, but you know that so I I guess you're right that he doesn't necessarily have to exist in every universe, but. I think he does anyway, because I don't think they would have him here if he's not going to be introduced soon. Um, I do mm-hmm. think we get a younger version of him, though, um, that we can maybe conceivably says grows into Patrick Stewart. We just may never see that. Uh, but I love the X-Men theme song playing when he comes in. That was cool. Which now it makes everybody think X-Men 97 is t- tying in to this. And that he's going to nope. get his blown brain off by uh, Wanda now or, you know, his neck snapped. No, we, that would be a disappointing end stop. for the cartoon. <laughs> we need to stop with the over-theorizing, cut it off before it gets too bad. It's the same thing with What If, right? Everybody <laughs> thought we were going to see Strange Supreme in this. No, it's a very similar type thing, but it's not Strange Supreme. Uh, Captain Carter. This is definitely not our Captain Carter from What If, right? Because if so, she's dead, uh, and that's disappointing. But I assume it's not because, remember, she got... Uh, uh, her universe had multiple people that we know in it, and it seems like in, like it, like it seems like maybe Iron Man never existed as Iron Man in the 838. I don't know. It's really tough to know, right? Now, they say Peggy was the first Avenger. So we do know Avengers existed in 838. But some people think that the Illuminati is all that existed, and that's not the case. So people saying, like, that world is effed are wrong because they should still have Avengers, right? They just don't have yeah. an Illuminati anymore. <laughs> Which I'm I'm guessing... The people that ordinary people aren't supposed to know about them existing are they? So, right, exactly. Uh, I I think I I think the world goes on as normal in that case. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay. Uh, then we had Captain Marvel. This was Maria Rambo, the mother of Monica Rambo, who Wanda is very familiar with. Um. Just a cool nod to her being a Captain Marvel in the comics. To me, she felt a little underpowered. Um, we saw Captain Marvel like rip through the spaceship of Thanos and like take out so many people, and then uh, she couldn't do anything really against Wanda. Like Wanda didn't even well, really struggle with we, her. Well, remember, we do know she she did struggle a little bit because you know she was getting hit like. Maria is the one that lasts the longest uh, against her. Like, yeah, but she was she gone for a while. More. She got blown through the blown through the wall and only comes back when Carter is dead. 
I guess. But um, we, we you have to remember, uh, Captain Marvel. Yes, she blasts through the ship in Endgame, but what? Wanda is in in that form, like uh, right after being blipped back in, right? Almost beats Thanos, and the only reason she doesn't mm-hmm. is because he instructs his entire armada of ships to fire on her. Uh, and because of that, you know, uh, she has the dark hold in this now. She she has, she is fully powered. Yeah. Like th- this is the peak of her powers. So I I I I think. Like Captain Marvel is strong, but Wanda with Darkhold is stronger. And it kind of it makes sense if you think about the sequencing of matchups like that, I guess. Uh at least it's more accurate of a ranking than the power rankings are for sports. So Yeah. Had had to um, find a way to slate those. Well, you know what's funny is that uh this one Marvel podcast I was listening to said that they do power rankings for the heroes, and I think that'd be fun to do one time. Like who who can be as a tier, as tiers I think as tiers if you do an oh, actual yeah, rank, that, numeric yeah. ranking you know as a numeric ranking I think it's <laughs> It'd always be a long difficult. One, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in tiers you you could do it in tiers. Um, I think instead of Captain Marvel, we probably get T'Challa if Chadwick Boseman was alive. Maybe he's yeah, a very prominent that, that... member of the Illuminati. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that wasn't though because like they could they could have done like a variant right they could have they could have uh, done Kalemonger or something yeah. or T'Chaka that's right? true <laughs> they they could sixty year old guy <laughs> well I mean they have they have Patrick Stewart there but he uses his mind yeah yeah, yeah. they they could they could have theoretically done it. I, I I like I like having Maria Rambo though. I think that's a cool a cool little detail. Um, so I have a question: Can we get more eight three eight in What If season two? Because I really want to see like their version of Infinity War, or you know, like uh, some more of that universe. Because I think it's like really the only other one we have numbered, and uh, I think it'd be cool to kind of explore more of that. Yeah, uh, I. I don't know because like we 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 know how their Infinity War ends up. We know they all defeat Thanos together, right? Like the Illuminati defeat him. Uh, yeah, but I want to see if like the Avengers of face them too, or if it's just the Illuminati. I I have a feeling we're not going to get that. I I have a yeah, feeling know, we're not we're going not, to. But what? However, they did it. It was brutal because they. You can see in that in that <laughs> scene impaled. where. Uh, yeah, they literally imperil him with his own aid. Like it, it's, it seems pretty brutal. Like they, they, they definitely, they didn't snap him away. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, I don't know, it, it could, it could be an intriguing thing. But what I, what I would like to do is for what if episodes in season two they number the universes. Like I don't care if it's a random number generator, and you just generate a random number for it. It, it would it would add more texture to the, to the world and like make it yeah. feel more connected to the MCU. They probably won't <laughs> just because I, they, it they locks won't. them in. Because originally this universe was like the one nine 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 universe, um, but now it's the, yeah, the, yeah. the six one six. The six one six is just a fun nod to the comics. It doesn't mean that it is now the six one six. It's the cinematic six one six. 
Yeah. So, a little bit of a difference. Okay, um, so those are the cameos that we had. Um, we get another version of Christine Palmer in this, where she's an Illuminati scientist. And then we have Wanda, you know, after she kills all of them, uh, you know, chasing them down. This is probably the most horror-esque, like the tunnel scene, right? Um, really felt very like oh, yeah. slasher. <laughs> Is, are they, is he still behind us? You know, that type of thing. Uh, but we get more dream walking where you're going to get um, strange dream walking into the zombie, right? The Fender Strange one. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what was your thoughts on the zombies? My, my wife just a few times after we left the movie was like, that was some funky prosthetics. Like she said that like five times. I was like, she can't for that, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> it was... Uh, I'm not big zombies. I mean, I watched Walking Dead. I've played Walking Dead. I've read some of the comics. Those are fine. But like seeing our hero as a zombie was a little off-putting for me. But um, especially the demon. I, I, but, yeah, that's very Doctor Strange, I guess. I, I like it. And actually, I, I was going to note that because I have like a page on just Doctor Strange's character. In this, and one of the things I noted is for one of the first times it feels like we actually see dr strange like the comics he has a ton of wit and quick thinking to outsmart his enemies and to get out of situations using the demons as a cloak was like feels like comics comic book strange that's what it felt like right there and i loved that uh i I thought the zombie thing was cool it also felt very comic book like it feels like something that Doctor Strange would use to get out of a situation in the comics. Uh, and I I also think like, you know, it looked creepy and I, I'm fine with it. I, I didn't think the prosthetics were necessarily bad. I It looked. Oh, I don't think she thought they were bad. Cre- I think it, she just like, yeah, with it, the teeth, being able to see the teeth. Is, I think she was a little off. It, it looked. Uh, I will say it looks very close to zombie strange from what if like he, he is yes. missing part of his mouth in the, in the what if series, like when we see the version of him. So I, I think, I think it matches up with that pretty well. So, you know, I I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with it. Uh, I, I thought it was just quick thinking and oh man, it, the, the, the demon cloak thing was cool. But before that, my my new favorite fight scene in the MCU, although uh, the Ant Man fight scene, the final scene in like the with the toys and everything, that comes yeah. close. Uh, but the music, the, fight. the music fight, oh my god, that was beautiful. Uh, and another instance of like the quick wit thing, where like you know, Strange is is in 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 the middle. Like I could I could like hear the comic dialogue in my head, like. I'm locked. I'm locked in, in a battle, uh, a battle of magic with, uh, with my with my alternate sorcerer, sorcerer. But mm-hmm. if I can't, I can't break away for he'll destroy me. And then, and then he looks over and sees the harp. And then I'm like, it's perfect. Some people call it cheesy. I think I, I think it's comic book cheesy. I think and that's the good. cheesiness comes from the slow mo, right? Um, like 
I don't know if people would give it as much dick as they are if it, if it didn't have the slow mo of Strange getting like boom, 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 like you know. Uh, but what I liked about it too is that this ties into his character as well. You know, we we start mm-hmm. off the Strange movie in in 2016 with him guessing songs, right? With him being yep. aware of music and being a music lover. So I, I do think that this is something that ties in with that. That reminds me. Reminds me. Um, when he sees Reed Richards for the first time. So yes, he says yeah. to, to him, didn't you chart in the cities? People, people were like, people were over theorizing came into play for a second here. And people were like, Oh, that means a fantastic four are caught in the sixties. And they're, they're like stuck in yeah. time. Well, I thought about that too, because I didn't hear the mm-hmm. joke. I didn't hear what he said. Like my first showing, the sound was not as showing. So my first showing, different theater, I didn't hear mm-hmm. what he said about the 60s. I just heard him name drop the 60s. So I'm like, oh, that's in, that's interesting. Because I knew that there was plans before for Peyton Reed. Uh, his pitch to Marvel was let's have them start in the 60s, kind of go in space. When they come back, they're like in the present day or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But he's saying, did you chart in the 60s it's a fab four reference for the beatles yeah no uh there's actually a band called fantastic four that charted in the 60s is it really in yeah in doctor strange when he's in the operating room he would tell them when songs chart so that that's just a call detroit band yeah that's a callback to the first Doctor Strange movie, and see, there, there's like, like I didn't even realize that until until I saw a clip of it afterwards, uh, and then pointed that out, and I was like, it's pretty cool. It could be a Beatles yeah. reference for all we know. It could well, be. yeah, most people but think it's a Beatles it, reference. It's a reference to something because Maria, you know, asked if he's joking, but I this makes more sense because they were active in 65 to 2000. Oh my God. They were active till 2000. <laughs> I know when I looked that up, I was, <laughs> it's crazy, but it, that that's like a cool little detail, you know, that, you know, uh, I, that that's the danger of over theorizing people, t- people heard that and self confirmed things for themselves. When in reality, it's just a callback joke <laughs> that that's yes. what it is. Yep. Or at least as far as we know, that's what it is. That's what I'm going to think of it as because I know if I over theorize and I'm wrong, it's going to make it feel disappointing. I don't like that. So I learned my lesson with WandaVision. People can over theorize, but the the thing is, don't get attached. Right. Acknowledge that you're probably wrong. (laughs) Right. Or don't think you're Don't get so attached to your idea that when it doesn't happen, you hate whatever they do. Um. I, I've over theorized on a bunch of stuff in this, but I usually then when I go into the theater, try to let go of those theories and mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, um, and just kind of take the movie for what it is. And sometimes that is disappointing the first viewing, but when you go into the second or third viewing and you already know what happens, you, you're kind of putting to rest any of those other theories you had or anything like that. And you're able to kind of judge the movie on a much more um, like like my 
thoughts on Reed Richards change from the first to the second. In the first viewing, I was excited to see him, but I thought Krasinski was a little too soft-spoken. I now think that may have just been my theater being a little lower on the volume because I could hear everything he said much clearer the second time, and I thought his performance was better the second time. But I think also part of it was that first time I was watching it, I was nervous of, okay, everybody's been wanting him. Here he is. Can he do it? Type of thing. And you're judging him every time he comes on, like, is this Reed or not? The second time you already know how it goes, and I'm able to sit there. I'm like, oh, no, he did very well as Reed. So fine, whatever, you know. Um, But again, you know, when you over-theorize, don't, don't get attached. Don't be like, it has to happen this way or else I don't like the outcome. Because that's what happens when you get attached to your own idea. I don't care how they introduce Fantastic Four. If they do, I actually don't want them to do it the 60s way because I'd rather them just come in now because started having this a lot now, like the Captain Marvel issue, right? Of, well, they've always been there. We just never talked about them. And if that's what they're going to do with X-Men as well, I don't want them to do it for Fantastic Four. Like, I, I'd rather have one of them get introduced nowadays. And it's easier for the Fantastic Four to get introduced nowadays than it is for the X-Men because X-Men's are mutants. There's a mutant gene. So I feel like yep. those would obviously be the ones that were in hiding and around longer than the Fantastic Four. So I don't want them to reuse the same the same stuff. Uh, but we get America Chavez, you know, training at Carmitage. Uh and then we also get the very end strange with the third eye showing he's corrupted by the dark hole. Um, but I guess going back to America Chavez, is she going to become a sorceress or is she um, like, how long does she stay there? I mean, she has no, I, I was kind of hoping we would see her parents at some point in this, but I don't know. I, I, I'm really we interested kinda... in where we see her next. You know, we kind of see her parents. Well, I meant like her kind finding of. them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that that that's something that they I'm glad that, that we didn't because they're saving that for a, a future story arc. I think like that can happen in the future, which is good. You know, give give her a reason to come back to to things. I think what they're going to do is, you know, she's going to become a sorceress. And she's going to have this multiversal power. And so they're going they're going to make Young Avengers at, at some point in time. There's no way they're not. They've set it up way too much at this point. Uh, if they don't, it's more surprising. Uh, you know, I already know that we're going to get stature in the new in the next Ant-Man movie. We we know that's been confirmed for us. We have Kate Bishop. We have at least versions of Wiccan and Speed. We we have that so in in some universe. They're they're probably going to be in this some at some other part. We we know Riri Williams from Ironheart. She's got she's going to be in there. We have Eli Bradley. It, it's happening eventually. So I I think that they're going to add to her power set in that way. That she's going to be a magic user. She's going to kind of be like the Doctor Strange type character of that group, I think. 
that that's what I that's what I see this kind of being. That'd be interesting. Uh, you know what I like too is when she did the like the fist thing before she punched. Yeah, that is like I think one of the covers for comics or so. I, I've seen her do that before. So, um, they like nailed that. You know that uh, that look. Um, yeah, there it is. It's a front cover of. I just on a variant cover of May twenty seventeen's america comic i'm sure it's been on other stuff before but that's kind of her um thing she's kind of a newer character for people i don't know she was born in 20 uh, not born sorry created in 2011 um and uh her place of origin that place we see as her home is the utopian parallel so uh the yep. utopian parallel is like this um uh like that's why she's like and they, she does have two mothers in the comics as well. That's correct. A utopian parallel is a reality that is out of time. Um, and in the presence of a being known as the Demi Demiurge. Uh, um, so when she was six in the comics, right, the utopian parallel was threatened by destruction. And this is when uh, she lost her parents in the comics. But um, that's why she's like a one and only too, I think, is because, you know, she's coming from this utopian parallel. So there's probably only one of her parents as well. I mean, she has two parents. I mean, like there's there's probably not versions of them in other ones. Right. It's because she's coming from this place that's outside of time. So that's why they they mention that. Um, but yeah, she's got superhuman strength, durability, and the power of flight in the comics, and she can kick or punch open star-shaped holes in reality. That is something that we know as well. Yeah, I, I am very excited to see where she comes up next because she was a great character, uh, acted well. like, And I, I also like how, you know, in, instead of like just using her as a plot device, as it, it seemed like that was going to be the case at the beginning, like I was a little worried that like is is she just going to be like a convenient plot device character? No, they 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 flushed her out more, gave 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 her backstory, which is good, and they and you know she she's starting to trust herself in powers, right? Like that that that's cool. Uh, that 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 would be that like she has she's going to pop up somewhere in the comics or not not the comics yes in the comics but also in the mcu uh i was looking down at my pile of comics and that just came into my mind for uh but i i i think that it's going to be really exciting to see what happens next because she was such an exciting character in this and along with wanda she was one of the best characters in this movie, which I love Dr. Strange, but I also don't think he was the best character in his own movie. I think he was the third best character in his own movie, which is fine because he was still a very good character. But uh, Wanda and America Chavez stole the show for me. Yeah. And for people that didn't know too, she is a, um, she's a lesbian in the comics. So she is as well in the movies as well i mean they, they reference that with her um uh flag the the 
guess, is is that a pride flag when they add the the other stuff on there? Yeah, I, still, I believe right? I believe so. It's just an updated version. I, I believe so now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But yeah, so that is um. There's a representation uh, there for her, so we're getting we're getting some of that um, for uh, for people to kind of look onto, and this is you know something that was not um, released in certain countries because of that. I'm glad Disney did not cut it out like they've done for for other things, um, because you know that representation is important and. Uh, Hopefully we get to see more of her because that was that was great. So where do we go from here? It's kind of where we'll start wrapping it up. We do get the what the Clea um, sorceress, right? Uh, she comes in, and I think she's actually the sorceress uh, preem in the comics right now too. But because um, right now, like Doctor Strange is dead, they did this whole thing. yeah. Um, yep. So I think she's taken over in that, but we see her. She says that his uh, actions had caused an incursion when he was dream walking and that they have to go through a dark dimension, um, which we saw in uh, Dr. Strange one, right with Dormammu. So we um, that's where they're going. Is that a Dr. Strange three thing or is this, um, maybe something else that we get to see in another film or what's your thoughts? <laughs> I really hope it's a doctor strange three thing because what it seems like to me is that it could kind of, uh, it, it, that, uh, my theory may, may, maybe might be a little correct, you know, may, maybe just might be, uh, just slightly correct because in January I made a video theorizing, uh, how Dormammu could come back. This is not how I thought it would happen, but I think it could because in, in the comics, Clea is uh, the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, right, right now, she's the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth, but she's also been the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimensions. Her powers uh, rival that of Doctor Strange's. She She's very powerful, and I am very excited for that because, you know, they 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 interact quite a bit in the comics and I really hope that this sets up either Dr. Strange three or something else. Uh, but whatever it is, I am very excited for it. I'm very excited for it uh, because I, I, that's the dark dimension. I rewatched Dr. Strange, like the first movie I, I rewatched the parts in the dark dimension. That is 100% the dark dimension. Uh, and I cannot wait to see where that goes because there's a lot they can explore in that. They can explore, you know, uh, the whole, the whole thing with the mindless ones in the dark dimension, because that's how Dormammu gets defeated in the comics. Uh, Clea goes and tears down the barrier, uh, that keeps all of these like just monsters from destroying the dark dimension itself. And Dormammu has to stop fighting strange to deal with that and dr strange helps him and that's why he stops invading earth uh so i there, there's some there's some cool stuff they can explore with the with the dark dimension and i'm excited i'm very excited so incursions 
This yeah. is a thing from the comics. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. people have looked this up since we are recording on a Saturday. People probably already watched the movie and looked up incursions. As they stated in Multiverse of Madness, it's when two universes collide in the comics. They usually collide at the focal point of Earth. Um, they were introduced, uh, I believe they were introduced in Hickman's Avengers. They definitely were when I read them. And in the new Avengers run, they focus on the Illuminati, who are aware of incursions and have kept them secret. They're not letting other people really know at that point. So again, there's the Illuminati for you. And um, incursions lead to, at some point down the road, secret wars, as it did in the comics, where some of these places start colliding and and only like one universe can remain do you battle it out against the other one for supremacy or do you let both of your places die right like what's the right thing to do so that's where it seems like we might be going we might be going to to uh um secret wars so that'll be interesting now, where do we is, go hey, with Doctor Strange sooner? So, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's probably the next Avengers film. I'd say it's probably Secret Wars. We're still probably a long way away from it, but I think that's where they're going with this. And that could probably be at a certain point we can say this is the multiverse saga because they kind of use Secret Wars to kind of clean up the multiverse stuff in the comics. And you could go from there and say, all right, no more multiverse. Boom, done. We did it, you know, and you can go do other things. Um, with Wanda though, is she dead? Right. People have used the, we didn't see a body. Uh, we got rumors of a Scarlet Witch movie. Uh, it's going to be a little tough for me to forgive her for what she did with professor X and Reed Richards and, um, stuff like that. Uh, but if we take strange at his word, right. When he met Wanda at the beginning of this film and she's apologizing for Westview, he said, "At you chose what was right in the end. And that's all that matters. There was never any doubt. Mm-hmm. She chose what was right in the end of this as well. So I think in his mind, she's redeemed uh, for toppling the mountain. I think in the fans eyes, she's not easily going to be redeemed. I do think she needs to go on a journey like Loki did to get there a bit. Depends on the fans you ask. It's yeah, exactly. It depends if they're Wanda stands. Yes. She did no wrong this whole time. Uh, hash, you know, like reddit.com slash R slash Wanda did nothing wrong. Right. Um, that's a joke because people say that with Thanos, uh, for people that don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be the next coffee mug that Hawkeye's holding. Right. Is that Wanda was right. So where do we go from here? If she gets her own film, I feel like she'd be the hero of that movie. So it might be a little bit difficult to put her on a, on a journey in one film. Uh, I don't know where she shows up next. This is kind of the difficult thing with the MCU right now is that, you know, we had six years between strange films and he was in, you know, a couple other movies we're getting to the point it's five years between Thor Ragnarok and love and thunder. Like we're getting to a point where we're five to six years for some of these sequels 
and I just don't know where she would even show up, where it makes sense for her to show up, to start the redemption, to then lead to a can, movie. Can I can I give you my hottest take yet of this uh, uh, that I have on this movie? And sure, I'm not sure how much you'll like it, but. I, I I'm I'm going I'm going to say this, uh you know one thing there's a lot of there's a lot of fans online who are saying Wanda this is just Wanda's arc from Wanda why is she why is she doing this didn't she already accept uh this before no well actually yes yes and no because here's the thing the villain of this film is not Wanda it is not Wanda the villain of this film is the Scarlet Witch. They are two different characters in my mind. And it seems to be confirmed by the movie itself. Uh, now, a lot of people might be thinking, Jack, you're stupid. These are the same character. Not quite. Not quite. And there's a few, there's a few pieces of evidence for this. And this is gonna this is gonna take a little build-up. And also, I wrote this while proctoring an exam, so it might not be entirely coherent. I promise I'll I'll wrap it up at the end with it. But at the end of WandaVision, Wanda gets over losing Vision and thinks he and Billy and Tommy are gone forever, right? That that that's that's she accepts that. However, she start she starts reading the Dark Hole. She's reading it because you know Egg is like you're you have chaos magic, uh, and you have a lot of potential. Blah blah blah. Right? She starts reading the Dark Hole. And that's and that's the problem. The film explains several times that the Darkhold corrupts the mind of the individual who reads it, and as as in the words of Sinister Strange, exacts a heavy toll on the user. Right. So that that's an important detail to remember be, be, while I get into it. The 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 Darkhold extracts a heavy toll on people. Wanda seems like she's made peace at the end of WandaVision. And she's still Wanda at the end of that show. However, when she goes to this cabin in that end credits scene and she starts reading the Darkhold and she hears the voices of Billy and Tommy, who she thought were gone forever, this realization shocks her and it's the Darkhold manipulating her. It's the Darkhold going in and being like, hey, children are alive everywhere else. Why, why aren't they alive here? Your children are your children are there. They're there. They're playing tag over there, playing over here. Look at all these other universes where they're all alive. And she, you know, she she has been using the Darkhold at this point in time for about a year, right? Because the blip happens in like, you know, uh, we'll, we'll say spring 2023. That that's when it happens because it, it had that because, it, you know, there's a few months that pass between the blip and far from home in Spider-Man. So there, there's a few months there. WandaVision takes place like two weeks after the blip. It's pretty soon after it. Three like weeks. It, it is pretty. It's three weeks. So yeah, it's pretty soon after it. Doctor Strange is after December. It's sometime like in we'll say it's March 2024. That seems about right. Uh, in terms of the timeline, she's been using the Dark Hole about a year. She's been exploring it, and that shows in the in the little farm she has that's just been decimated, right? She so she 
has had a lot of time to be corrupted. The Scarlet Witch corrupted Wanda's mind, physically trapping her inside it. We see this when Professor X goes inside her mind and Wanda is trapped. The Scarlet Witch that's is not the same. That's not the same Wanda, though. When he's right, that's the Wanda that was with Billy and Tommy that she's taken control of. I guess, but I, I still, like I still think that Wanda. Yeah, but Wanda is still is still separate from Scarlet Witch, and you know, Wanda even says that when she when she go when uh, she gives Strange the ultimatum, like you know, give over America Chavez, or else it's not Wanda who's coming after her; it's the Scarlet Witch that's coming after her. I I take that as an indication that these are different, slightly different characters. They're they're different. And the only thing that shocks Wanda back to being Wanda instead of the Scarlet Witch is seeing, and you know, this this is just a smart thing by Strange. Let Wanda see for herself what the outcome of what she's trying to do is. Uh so the dark but the dark hold allows Wanda to see in every other universe she has her children, but not in hers. The dark hold completely corrupted her. Wanda Wanda Wanda's arc makes sense in this it's not reversing everything from wandavision it's not because it, it's it's a logical continuation from it uh she she is look she she's using the dark hold as a guide for literally any way to get her children back uh which makes sense right she it's why she wants to steal america's powers rather than just have her beast to another one because she wants that security for it now that she knows they exist in every universe She's like, I can protect against ever losing ever again. Uh, I think her arc makes perfect sense. And I think it is a fantastic arc. You know, I, I think, but I'm going to say Wanda's not the villain because Scarlet Witch is. Scarlet Witch is, is a di- is different character to me in, in this. So I don't see... Wanda fans saying she did nothing wrong but that's only if you accept these as distinctly different characters maybe not 100% distinct characters but I feel like there is at least some subtle differences between the Scarlet Witch and Wanda because we see Wanda feel feels bad right about taking Westview under control at the end of it like when when she realizes what she's done she feels bad about that I don't think the Scarlet Witch would feel bad about it because of like it's doing what she feels is good. And for other people saying, oh, Wanda didn't use the Darkhold enough to be corrupted. Like I said, it's been for a year. Uh, and if anyone says the Darkhold doesn't make other people do things ba- like bad things, Agatha literally killed her her entire family <laughs> after using it like it, it it makes you do bad things. It, it it definitely does. And if you say it doesn't, we watched a different movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think where where we run into the problem with the Darkhold is it's not established enough. And what I mean by that is we... I, I don't take Scarlet Witch as being a separate character from Wanda because it, I, I take it as more of a title of the... The, you know of what she's received right from the magic that she has been able to gain or unlock in, in herself but so i think what she's telling strange there with the scarlet witch will come for her is that like 
almost again with the I'm not being like, you know, being reasonable type of thing is that I'm going to come with you with my powers. It's not just going to be me rolling up. It's going to be me and all of my glory. The issue with the dark hold that I have, because I can explain away the Bucky stuff, right? Bucky killed Tony's parents. I, I, I accept that because he was brainwashed. When we start talking about corruption with the dark hold is we don't know how much it's actually doing. And what I mean by that is what is the dark holds goal, right? To me, the dark holds goal is aligned with Wanda's of getting her children. And I don't see what the dark hold gains from that. Right? So to me, this is almost more of an Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader type of thing. And in that case, I still put the blame on Anakin Skywalker because he's corrupted by the dark side of the force. It's the same thing as the dark hold, I feel. And what I mean by that is it's still Wanda doing some of this stuff. She's corrupted by the power, but ultimately she's still up to her actions. Um, which is why I do think she decides to end it all and, you know, let, let the place fall on her where I wonder where we go with her from here is because she's lost vision. She's lost her kids. She can't get them in this universe supposedly right now. I don't know what else there is to do with her character other than Redeemer. And I don't know what else she would do after that without us eventually going back into a circle with this because this is what they do in the comics every single time is Wanda goes crazy, says no more mutants, kills all of the mutants, and then uh, you know is eventually a hero again and then eventually turns villain again and then a hero again and eventually villain. I want them to avoid that because her comic history is just confusing is all hell right now so that's where i worry with us going with that and i wish we got more of the information on the dark hold because strange is all of a sudden corrupted by it but maybe not super corrupted by it he got a third eye but he doesn't really have the black fingers and he seems to be acting his normal self so that is probably the weakest part of the script is exactly what the dark hole corrupts how it corrupts you Everybody just says it does. But we get this end credit scene, not the end credit scene, we get the end scene where his eye pops out and he's in pain, but then we get the end credit scene where he's like still happily walking on the street and just can automatically power when his eye opens. Like that's where it's confusing is I thought in the street when he has the third eye, like, oh no, he's corrupted. But then he's acting all cool with Clea, you know, of, oh yeah, let's go stop this incursion. So that's the most confusing part with me. Let, let, let me try and answer both of those because I, I, I think I have an answer for, for the, the second one. I think the, the mid credit scene takes place a little bit after that. I don't think it's immediately after. No, it the, does. It does. But because... what I was saying is that we, we get this hit with this moment, right? the last scene we see is the eye open and him in pain. Like, ah, you're supposed to be like, Oh crap. He's corrupted. But now I don't know what the third eye means because he seems really good with it. Weeks later. I, I think, I think that what it is, is, you know, the dark hold corrupts and that it, it, it becomes a part, a part of him. Like he, he's, he's trying to control it. And, you know, with practice for a sorcerer, it, it does help with that. But, I think for the Darkhold corrupting, and honestly, I, I agree. This is a bit of a weakness with the script, right? They, I feel like they spent 
five more minutes doing uh like explaining it but then you know people aren't going to like it because it's more exposition dumping right that that's the challenge with it i think they do at least for me a good job of showing not telling with it with like what the dark hold's goal is because uh, we we see four uses of or yeah four uses of it essentially or at least implied uses of it and what from what i can tell the dark hold's goal is chaos it's just chaos that's what it is it's destruction and chaos uh he like it's showing it's showing wanda all these ways to get her kids back because it wants her to go through the universe and destroy things and you know what like that that's that's what it is it tells uh it tells um superior strange how how to do how like uh how to save the world right because he know they they know it's going to destroy another universe like that that's that's the implication of it uh it tells sinister strange to do that because it destroys his universe like that that's that's the dark old school that that's so that that's how i read it i think that what it does its goal is it isn't isn't any isn't on any side it's just full out chaos and destruction and i i think i think that makes sense for it and it's trying to corrupt whatever user it can to do that to them because you know for wanda it makes sense it's she's one of the most powerful beings in this universe makes sense that it, it would try and corrupt her and I do agree, though, that it doesn't do a good job of, of telling exactly how it corrupts. Like, is it just the reading of it? And because yeah, it he seems read it like that's what it is. Yeah, the, like uh, it seems for the like, Although we do we do hear that, like uh, from the characters in the, in the film, that dreamwalking is one of the is one of the biggest things. Right. Like it, it's one it's one of the worst things you can do in this. Like. So there is that, but do you agree with that though? Like, I, do you think it should be really that bad? I mean, it, it is going between different universes. It can involve necromancy as we've seen that. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, it can cause an incursion. Can't. Uh, so I like, that because presumably that that's like what causes this incursion. Yeah, I think that's it, what it does. Yeah, right. So that's that. I think that I I get why it's one of the worst things that that it can do, and it would make sense then that it extracts, as Sinister Strange says, a a, a heavier toll. You know, like that that. So I I can I can buy into it, but I will say, for people who don't want to who don't want to do all of, all of like the, the thinking that I did, because, Hey, I, I had 10 hours proctoring an exam yesterday where I could just think about this. So I, I, I understand not everyone wants to do that with these and that's fine. But you know, uh, that, that is a weakness potentially of this movie that it doesn't explain that particularly well, but at the end of the day, I don't dock it much as a Marvel film for that because I feel like almost every single one of them has an element that isn't super well explained as to how it works. Like a lot of Marvel movies have that it, where we're like, you know, the explanation is either inconsistent throughout it or it's just like, you know, you, you have to do a lot of assumptions. You have to make a lot of assumptions for it mm -hmm. to, 
truly makes sense. Like, for example, time travel in, in Endgame. I'm not even fully sure how that works at this point. And I've seen the movie like six or seven times. I'm not completely sure how it works. Uh, the quantum realm, like how, how, how that functions. Maybe that will get answered really well in Quantum Mania. But from Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man, not 100% sure about the rules of it uh, and how it works. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot there's a lot of questions that that get asked in these, and I I, I hope the end. I actually no, I was about to hope it's answered later, but it's not because the Darkhold's gone in every universe. Uh, so <laughs> that's never the what the Darkhold does. We uh, the world will never know. You know what it actually does. <laughs> Uh, now, in the comics, Strange does have a third eye, um, which is the manifestation of the eye of Agamotto. Um, yes. Now, that's different from what we get here, but I'm assuming they're going to use it the same way. So, it would be uh, interesting in the com- if, they, if they do. Yeah, in the comics, it gives them a magically enhanced sight. It's a revealer of truth um, and see into the souls of the others. Um. So I'm assuming he's corrupted. It gives him the eye, but he's still able to be good, right? But I don't know. It's just like it seems like mm-hmm. a big tonal shift from that end scene to the mid credit scene. So it, it was a little bit of a, oh, we're left with his eye there. Oh, no, he's fine a few weeks later walking on the street. Like, you know, to set up uh, the Clea um, stuff. Okay on this movie before we get we've been almost talking about this one two hours we still have to talk about uh moon Knight, but um yep <laughs> we got this you know that was something that was in there we got wonder gore right like uh the mountain uh that's from the comics as well so so some cool cool little easter egg stuff in there yeah there there's some other cool easter eggs that we didn't even mention uh the living tribunal is in it for all of three seconds uh, as they're falling through multiverses. Kind of cool nod to it. Uh, Rintra makes an appearance. Yes. Yep. Which is kind of cool. I, I I do like that. I, I think it, I think it's kind of cool to see. That's a Minotaur, uh, right? Is that the right we word? Already, yes. Yes. That, that, that is correct. He is a green Minotaur. Yes. Uh, so, so that's kind of cool uh, that we do see some of that. Uh, and of course... Uh, pizza Papa, uh, can yeah. So. All, all equally cool cameo. All equally cool. Yeah, and uh, just a heads up here. Benedict Cumberbatch said he could see himself playing Doctor Strange for another decade. So I mean, he's not going anywhere Please. soon. So <laughs> hopefully, could, could he extend that to two more decades? I know because one decade gives uh, you one more film, right? With the way that they're going <laughs> in caps here. <laughs> Don't remind me, don't remind me of that. <laughs> uh yeah, so if you want to give us any of your thoughts on Multiverse of Madness because it's been controversial, you can email us at um uh Marvel Plus Recaps at gmail.com, Twitter at TO Infinity Saga, Facebook.com slash infinity saga beyond. And uh, yeah, so uh, we have a second episode coming out that is the Moon Knight finale. So if you want to double dip, that'll be in your feed on Sunday, Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day with Moon Knight and Khonshu, the 
<laughs> the god of uh, an Egyptian god. So uh, that'll wrap us up here on our end for Multiverse of Madness. We'll see if we want to ever revisit this topic or any feedback that we get. But uh, have a great rest of your Saturday, and we'll see you all later. <laughs>